Extracts from Chapter 4 of Beyond Order by Jordan Peterson. If you want to become invaluable in a workplace, in any community, just do the useful things no one else is doing. Arrive earlier and leave later than your compatriots, but do not deny yourself your life. One organize what you can see is dangerously disorganized. Work, when you are working, instead of looking like you are working. And finally, learn more about the business, or your competitors, than you already know. Doing so will make you invaluable, a veritable linchpin. People will notice that and begin to appreciate your hard-earned merits. It appears that the meaning that most effectively sustains life is to be found in the adoption of responsibility. When people look back on what they have accomplished, they think, if they are fortunate, well, I did that, and it was valuable. It was not easy. But it was worth it. It is a strange and paradoxical fact that there is a reciprocal relationship between the worth of something and the difficulty of accomplishing it. Imagine the following conversation, do you want difficulty? No, I want ease. In your experience, has doing something easy been worthwhile? Well, no, not very often. Then perhaps you really want something difficult. I think that is the secret to the reason for being itself, difficult is necessary. When you face a challenge, you grapple with the world and inform yourself. This makes you more than you are. It makes you increasingly into who you could be. Who could you be? You could be all that a man or woman might be. You could be the newest avatar, in your own unique manner, of the great ancestral heroes of the past. What is the upper limit to that? We do not know. Our religious structures hint at it. What would a human being who was completely turned on, so to speak, be like? How would someone who determined to take full responsibility for the tragedy and malevolence of the world manifest himself? The ultimate question of man is not who we are, but who we could be. There is a near instantaneous transformation that comes as a consequence of attainment. Like impulsive pleasure, attainment will produce positive emotion. But, also like pleasure, attainment is unreliable. Another question thus emerges, what is a truly reliable source of positive emotion? The answer is that people experience positive emotion in relationship to the pursuit of a valuable goal. Imagine you have a goal. You aim at something. You develop a strategy in relationship to that aim, and then you implement it. And then, as you implement the strategy, you observe that it is working. That is what produces the most reliable positive emotion. 5. Imagine over time that the attitudes and actions that manage this most effectively, in a competition that is very Darwinian, come, eventually, to dominate over all others. 6. Imagine that is true psychologically and socially, simultaneously. Imagine that this occurs in your own life, but also across the centuries, as everyone interacts and talks and raises a particular mode of being to primary status. This implies something crucial, no happiness in the absence of responsibility. No valuable and valued goal, no positive emotion. An idea begins to take shape, I am going to live my life properly. I am going to aim at the good. I am going to aim at the highest good I can possible manage. Now, all the parts of you taking care of your future self are on board. You are all aimed in one direction. You are no longer a house divided against itself. You are standing solidly on a firm foundation. You are no longer so easy to dissuade or discourage. Your resolution trumps your nihilism and despair. The struggle you've had with your own tendency to doubt and dissimulate protects you against the unwarranted and cynical criticisms of others. There is a high goal, a mountain peak, a star that shines in the darkness, beckoning above the horizon. Its mere existence gives you hope, and that is the meaning without which you cannot live. What is the antidote to the suffering and malevolence of life? The highest possible goal. What is the prerequisite to pursuit of the highest possible goal? Willingness to adopt the maximum degree of responsibility, and this includes the responsibilities that others disregard or neglect. You might object, 
Why should I shoulder all that burden? It is nothing but sacrifice, hardship, and trouble. But what makes you so sure you do not want something heavy to carry? You positively need to be occupied with something weighty, deep, profound, and difficult. Then, when you wake up in the middle of the night and the doubts crowd in, you have some defense, for all my flaws, which are manifold, at least I am doing this. At least I am taking care of myself. At least I am of use to my family, and to the other people around me. At least I am moving, stumbling upward, under the load I have determined to carry. You can attain some genuine self-respect that way, but it is not a mere shallow psychological construct that has to do with how you are construing yourself in the moment. It is far deeper than that, and it is not only psychological. It is real, as well as psychological. Your life becomes meaningful in precise proportion to the depths of the responsibility you are willing to shoulder. That is because you are now genuinely involved in making things better. You are minimizing the unnecessary suffering. You are encouraging those around you, by example and word. You are constraining the malevolence in your own heart and the hearts of others. A bricklayer may question the utility of laying his bricks, monotonously, one after another. But perhaps he is not merely laying bricks. Maybe he is building a wall. And the wall is part of a building. And the building is a cathedral. And the purpose of the cathedral is the glorification of the highest good. And under such circumstances, every brick laid is an act that partakes of the divine. And if what you are doing in your day-to-day activity is not enough, then you are not aiming at the construction of a proper cathedral. And that is because you are not aiming high enough. Because if you were, then you would experience the sense of meaning in relationship to your sufficiently high goal, and it would justify the misery and limitations of your life. If you have something meaningful to pursue, then you are engrossed in life. You are on a meaningful path. The most profound and reliable instinct for meaning, if not perverted by self-deceit and sin, there is no other way to state it, manifests itself when you are on the path of maximum virtue. Notice that opportunity lurks where responsibility has been abdicated. 